Welcome to Fearless Mom. Today we are starting our Pirate Parenting Series. It's a five-week series, and today we will set it all up. We will take a step back and look at the big picture, because for the next four weeks following the next sessions of Fearless of Pirate Parenting, we will go into detail about discipline, go into detail about exactly how we can embrace the responsibility of shaping our children, equipping our children to be who God created them to be. So I am super pumped about getting started today. But before we get started, we want to welcome in our online moms. Online moms, wherever you are today, we are thrilled that technology has connected us. Maybe today you are feeling great about your parenting. Your teenager's making good decisions. Your baby's sleeping through the night. That potty training took you 24 hours. Well, you know what? We celebrate with you. And those of you who are not feeling like things are going so well, like perhaps today is the day you want to toss in the towel or you really don't like your kids, then we want to tell you we stand with you, we stand for you, and you keep at it. There's a group of moms in Austin cheering you on, (laughs) reminding you not to give up, that God will fill in the gaps, not if, but when you fall short. So we want to get started with a word of prayer, and then when when I get excited, I say a lot of extra words, and I usually say them super fast. So um, everybody perk up and listen up, because that's what's going to happen today. God, we thank you so much for this day. I thank you for technology that allows us to reach outside this room. I thank you for the local church that allows us in Austin to gather, to cheer each other on. God, right now I ask that you settle our hearts, settle our minds, open our eyes and ears, and help us see and hear what you want to teach us today so that we can be the moms you created us to be, so we can raise up these children to be the men and women that you created them to be. We are grateful that you are bigger than anything we face. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? My husband, Mac, and I have been married for 26 years. We have two children, and our children, I've mentioned before, are literally complete opposites. Emily entered the world um, ready to be in charge of the world. She was opinionated, and she was ready to voice her opinion. She was um, the epitome of what books would say, the strong-willed child. And she just came out hitting milestones on time, if not early. Joe, on the other hand, came out laid back, easy, compliant. I mean, truly, if I had had Joe first, I would have been thinking, this is a piece of cake, this parenting thing, because he needed little to no prodding to obey, to do the right thing. He obeyed all of his parents, and when I say all, I mean all three of them. That was Mac, myself, and his sister Emily, who saw herself as his mother. Um, And we are very fortunate because they are so different. They do adore each other. Um, Emily came out saying a lot of words. Joseph um, had a wee bit of a speech delay. But it went with both of their personalities. And so actually I found an old video that I believe sums them up beautifully. So take a look. I love tools and my nurse pulled it 
because I wrote a note to the Tooth Fairy and I even lost it at recess because I was showing it to my friends. The end. Going to my touch foot's back. Okay, that was it. So, Emily, if she had news to share, okay, first of all, I want to tell you that that was in my bedroom, and the bed is made and neat because that video was going to my mother. But um, that's neither here nor there. So, um, Emily, if she had news to share, it usually was put to music. Emily was always in costume, and um, she had choreography, obviously, with the news that she needed to share. On the other hand, when it came time for Joseph to share his big news, Perhaps you couldn't hear him because he was soft-spoken. Perhaps I'm just going to tell you that even if you could hear him, you probably would not have understood what he not have understood what he said. So I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, "I dot my taunts offenses back." That's right. That's what he said, very softly. I dot my taunts offenses back, meaning I got my consequences back. So his big news was I had taken away his Buzz Lightyear um, for some unknown reason. And his big celebration was, I got my consequences back. I got my consequences back. Here, guys, is what the message is. Every child is created differently. Joe developed and matured at Joe's pace. And he ended up, by the way, that little kid who could barely say a word. And then when he did say words, there were about two or three of us that could understand them. Well, I'll have you know that he played the lead in his senior year musical. And he spoke confidently, clearly to packed auditoriums every night of the performance. So if you have a kid who develops a little more slowly, as we're talking about discipline, I just want to tell you, you know what? God has a plan for that kid too. You stay in touch with your pediatrician and um, everything will be okay. And if you have a child who comes out guns blazing like Emily, then I want to tell you, stick with it. That mind of her own will be, that is the confidence that looks a boy in the eye and says, I said, get away. And so we celebrate that strong will. We love that strong will. But every child is created differently. Every child enters the world with their own predisposition, their own likes and dislikes, their own gifts and talents, their own you know, strengths and weaknesses. And that is the mystery of motherhood. Our responsibility is to somehow figure out how to raise up this child to become who God created him to be. And what I believe is that, yes, every child is different. Every mom is different. And as a matter of fact, in our home, every season has been different. And so you have all of these personalities, but Pirate Parenting, the series that we're beginning today, we are going to find some common ground. We're going to take a step back today. We're going to look at the big picture. And then in the next sessions, we're going to drill down into each of the principles that we believe transcend every family stage, every life stage, every personality. These principles that if taught to children, set them up for a better life and set your family up for a better life. So that is what we're going to do in Pirate Parenting. And I love watching old videos of Emily and Joseph um, because it brings back to me those memories of how I was challenged to 
parent each of them differently. But again, there is some common ground, and that's what we are going to find. Before we dig into the principles that we're going to teach, we need to get on the same page about a few things. And so why do we call it pirate parenting? First, we call it pirate parenting because we find some common ground with pirates. Pirates are in search of a treasure, Pirates are always in search of a treasure. And we as parents, we are in search of a treasure. And our treasure is the vision that God gives us for our family, for our marriage, for our children. Pirate parenting, we are in search of the treasure that is the vision God gives us for our child. Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, everybody say vision. Oh, say it like you mean it, vision. Vision. Thanks, you're with me. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no divine guidance, another um, version says. Where there is no revelation from God. You see, God is our creator. God gave you the children that you have on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. You are exactly the mom that your child is supposed to have. And God's desire is to give you direction, to give you a vision for that child. If you have a child that doesn't fit the child that you expected you would have. That's when you go to God and you say, God, you created this child. You made me his mom. Help me see your plan here because today I'm desperate. Um, There were many days when I looked at Emily and Joseph and I want you to know that my degree is special education. I took class after class in behavior management. I thought, I've got this thing down. I'm prepared for it. And I literally cried and looked at my children and would say, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, that is, you may want to write that down. I don't recommend it, okay? (laughs) You may not want to cry and say, why are you doing this to me, to your children? Oh, maybe that's your only take home for today. That's okay. Um, But I, I didn't know what I was doing. But God had a vision. God had a plan. And I knew that he had put me there. And I knew that he had put those kids in my family. And so I was saying all the time, God, you help me. You show me what the direction is because I trust you. And again, when we talk about vision it's not just a direction for God for, from God for today it is a direction for the future so yes I parent and I enjoy today but I parent toward tomorrow so that's one of our parenting pendulum principles where we set a parenting pendulum principle Woo. Um, that I'll start with a P that was a tongue twister um, and so when I focus on today and focus on tomorrow um, and I believe pirate parenting helps us to do that so I know and I'm confident that God gave me these children part of pirate parenting I know that God has a vision for these children in our home and I know that my vision is supposed to help me today as well as help me look toward tomorrow um pirates are all, pirates are always in search for treasure and as moms our treasure is the vision that God gives us for our family also pirates are relentless in their search pirates are relentless you know what another word for relentless is stubborn Pirates are stubborn, and we give stubborn a bad name. I think stubborn is awesome. It is great to be stubborn as long as you're stubborn about the right things. So you've got a stubborn kid, awesome. Don't change that stubbornness, channel that stubbornness. But we need to be stubborn. Pirates are relentless in their search. Don't give up. Turn to your neighbor. Don't give up. Tell her. 
There's somebody listening or watching right now and she feels like I've tried everything. I've read every blog post. I've done what every article told me to do. Let's tell her, Austin girls. Come on, don't give up. Ready? One, two, three. Don't give up. Do not give up. Here's the deal. Parenting is a calling. And if you have kids, whether they are by adoption, whether they are by marriage, whether you gave birth to them, it doesn't matter. If you have children in your home, then you are called to motherhood. And if God calls you to it, he will equip you for it. We walk in that confidence. That is where our fearlessness comes from. Doesn't mean we're without fear. It means that we continue to fight in spite of the fright. It means that I will not give up. There is nothing my child can do that will make me stop loving him. Now, there are days when I may not like her or him, but we communicate to our children, there's nothing you can do There's nothing you can do that will make me quit. There's nothing you can do that will make me stop loving you. I know you don't like me right now. And that's okay because I'm your mom, you know. We just grit our teeth and we don't need our kids to like us all the time. That's okay. They need to know that we love them no matter what. And by the way, if you don't like your kid, you may not want to share that one. You may want to share when you do like them. So say that over and over again. They need to know we will not give up. Pirates are in search of a treasure. They know exactly what they're looking for. As moms, we have to articulate what we're looking for. That's the vision. And then pirates are relentless. They will not give up. If you are blessed, with a strong-willed blessing. The number of moms who come to me and say, I've tried everything. I go, awesome. Just repeat. Just do it again. You know, I can't find the right consequence. I go, awesome. Do it again. Just do it again. Rinse and repeat over and over and over again. Now, as we look at the principles of pirate parenting, the ones that we're going to teach, We're going to dive in. We're going to look at every age and life stage. We're going to talk about how to discipline for that. We're going to talk about how to give consequences, when to give consequences. We're going to talk about all that in detail. But before we even get there, you have to decide, I am in it to win it. I will seek God for my vision, and I will not give up. Got it? Are you with me? Oh, some of you are doubting yourselves right now. Turn now to your neighbor and say, are you with us? us? We are with you if you're listening or watching and we will do it. And so let's, in a nutshell, what is pirate parenting? Pirate parenting is the relentless or stubborn, the relentless pursuit of happy, healthy, adult children. Uh, That's important. That fill in the blank is important. Happy, healthy. What kind of children? Now, right now, your goal may be to shave your legs. (laughs) You may be thinking, I just want my child to sleep long enough for me to shave my legs. Your goal may be, I just want one day without homework. Your goal may be, I just want to enjoy my teenager today. That that may be your short-term goal. But you need to keep in mind your long-term goal. Your long-term goal is happy, healthy, what kind of children? 
Around here, we call that 20-20 parenting. You're not parenting to endure the next 20 minutes. You want to enjoy the next 20 years. My job is to equip and shape Emily and Joseph to be happy, healthy, what kind of children? In other words, my job is to get them ready to leave the nest, to be independent, competent, fulfilled adult children. So yes, we want to focus on today and enjoy today by keeping tomorrow in mind, 20 years from now. So what is your goal? Pirate parenting is the relentless pursuit of happy, healthy what? Hey, if you have a newborn, don't be panicking right now, okay? Because they don't leave until after they can walk. I just want you to know. So don't panic. It happens in stages. But it's a great thing to go ahead and get in that mindset right now. Because as you set your vision for your family, for your marriage, for your child awesome. If you've got a newborn, now's the time to start. You start talking to your husband. Let's get on the same page. What is the vision for our child? What does a happy, healthy adult look like in our economy? What is our vision for our family? That's awesome. But not, no such thing as too early to get started, just like there's no such thing as too late to do a turnaround, okay? Now, the earlier, obviously, the easier. But there's no such thing as, oh, I haven't done it yet. That's okay. Sit those kids down and go, moving forward, this is our plan. And you won't make me quit, you know? So we encourage our kids by saying, there's nothing you can do that will make me quit because I am embracing the role of mother. I am embracing the role as parent, the authority given to me, and we're going to do this together. Now, how do we teach our kids these principles? Now, again, I'm going to get to them in just a minute, but I want to cover some basic you know, ground so we get on the same page before we dive into those. There are two ways we teach our kids. One of the ways that we teach our kids is through observed overflow. We said before, hey, mom, you're a fountain. Your kids are drinking whatever you're spewing. And so our kids, it is observed overflow. As we say, many things are more caught than taught. I realized when Emily was 22 months old that every time she stood up off the floor, she grunted every time. Or if she stood out of a chair, uh, and I thought, is she in pain? What is happening? And, and I, every, every single time. And then I was playing on the floor with her one day, and I stood up. Guess what I did? Uh, well, I just happened to be about seven and a half months pregnant. And so I realized every time I stood from a sitting position, I was grunting. So what did Emily learn from my observed overflow? That every time you stood, you made an announcement by grunting. <laughs> and so I, you see what I'm saying? We got to be aware of our overflow and intentional about our overflow. But yes, our children learn from observed overflow. But the other way they learn, and we're going to talk a lot about this as we get into each of the principles. Yes, they observe us, and that's super important that we're aware of our overflow overflow, but we also, there are things that we can say and do. Intentional instruction is the other one, where, for instance, in our home, I'm from the deep south. Um, I'm from southern Mississippi, and you think, well, Mississippi is southern. No, no, I'm from southern Mississippi. That's just how southern I am, and so it was very important to Mac and me that we teach our kids, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, so we, um, yes, modeled it for them, but also we were very intentional in articulating, this is what we expect of you, and then when they did it, we praised them. When they didn't do it, we reminded them, and if they would go through, even as they got older, 
Mac may sit him down and go, you know what, you guys are awesome. You guys, we are so fortunate. You're good kids. But I just want to remind you that it's very important that you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. Got it? I've noticed that you haven't been doing it to your mom all the time, so let's get on the same page. Got it? Yes. And we do a little intentional instruction. So there are two ways that we teach our kids. We were very intentional about that. My thought was you may be dumb as a stump, but if you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you'll get a better interview. You know, so set them up for a win, you know. And so, but that, that was super important to us. So we taught that. Many other things that um, were important to us too. But observed overflow and that intentional instruction. So what we need to remember is that overflow, what am I doing? You know, what is the example that I'm setting? And then the intentional instruction is, you know, what are my expectations that I'm stating? The magic happens, the most effective parenting happens when the example you set matches the expectations you state. If I want my kids, I state the expectation. I want you to be honest. It's very important to us. And then I have to remember what is the example that I'm setting. Do they hear me on the phone with, um, let's say, the school? And we want to take a family day. And I go, you know, he's not feeling very good. What's the example that I've set? Does it line up with the expectations that I've stated? We're going to talk about that in every area. Listen, it's not about guilt. Okay, so don't don't be feeling like, oh my gosh, I've set a horrible example. You know what? We all drop the ball. It's just, I just want to encourage you to be aware. Be aware and intentional of your observed overflow and be aware and intentional about your teaching. We're going to get into all of this. I love this series so much. Okay, so remember your, what you are modeling. Now, we are going to talk about specific behaviors. How do I get my child to do what I say the first time? How do I get my child to obey? How do I get my son to quit rolling his eyes at me? How do I get my daughter to be responsible and make up her bed? All of those things. We are going to address all of these behaviors. But the reason we address behaviors is because behaviors are actually a reflection of the heart. So it's important that we all agree that parenting is more about shaping a child's heart than changing a child's behavior. Do we need to address behaviors? Absolutely. But as we're addressing behaviors, we must remember, we must keep in mind that we are addressing these behaviors because they are are a reflection of the... A reflection of the... Parenting is more about shaping a child's heart than changing a child's behavior. It's super important. Oftentimes, as moms, we get down in the weeds. We get focused on this one behavior. And that is, we need to address behaviors. And we will talk about that. But today, what we're doing, taking a step back. What is the vision for my child? That's going to help me as I dig into the weeds. And then I've got to remember, I've got to stay in the game even when what I'm doing doesn't feel like it's working. And then I've got to remember, it's about something much bigger than just right now. It's about shaping my child's heart. Proverbs 4.23 Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It doesn't say that your condition of your heart determines your circumstances. 
what it says is the condition of your heart determines how you respond to those circumstances. So my responsibility as mom, my responsibility as parent is number one, say, God, what is the vision for this child? What is the vision for my family? I won't give up. I am going to be, I agree, I'm going to be relentless in this pursuit. I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to tell my child I will love you no matter what. I will stay in the game. You know what? A pirate, I am confident at time, gets discouraged, gets distracted, and they keep at it. They go back. Anybody picturing Johnny Depp right now? Whenever I teach it, I can't help myself. You know, you would think, oh, he's got to be ready to give up now. No, he will not give up. And that is who we identify with, Johnny Depp. Isn't that awesome? Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. That's the goal here. So as we address the four pirating parenting, pirate parenting principles, gee whiz, this is a tongue twister. As we address them, we are going to remember I am about shaping my child's heart. So let's list our four principles. Everybody say ARG. That's right. Everybody say ARG one more time. A is for authority. It is the number one pirate parenting principle, authority. A is for authority. We want to teach our children a healthy understanding of respect and obedience. Respect and obedience. A is for authority. R, give me an R. R. You guys really are not supporting the cheerleader up here, okay? So the cheerleader in me really wants you to yell it back at me. So give me an R. R. Thank you so much. Responsibility. Responsibility. A healthy understanding of work and duty. We're going to talk about the significant principle of cause and effect. If I do this, then this will happen. If I don't do this, then this won't happen. Taking responsibility for our actions... And we talk about that a lot in Fearless Mom. I'm going to embrace what I can do to make my home healthy. So we want to raise up our children to understand and embrace work and duty. So authority, responsibility, give me a G. G. Mm, I'll give that a B. Okay, gratitude. Gratitude. A healthy understanding of appreciation and thankfulness. One of the first things we teach our children is to say thank you. It's one of the first things we teach is thank you. Make eye contact. Oh, we're going to get into that one. We say it so the person can hear us. It doesn't count if the waiter didn't hear you say thank you. And so we teach eye contact. We teach complete sentences. So authority, responsibility, gratitude. There is a real trend right now. Good gracious, the number of articles out there about this generation, you know, is so entitled and all of that. And hey, it, is there some evidence to show that? Absolutely. But guess what? We... Um, there are choices we can make and actions we can take to raise up children who are responsible and grateful, which is the opposite of entitled. So authority, responsibility, gratitude. And the last one, give me an H. H. Honesty. A healthy understanding of integrity and trustworthiness. Now, 
when I do these pirate parenting principles, I believe the A and the H, the authority and the honesty, are bookends. I would tell you those are mission critical. Authority and honesty. A healthy understanding of authority and a healthy understanding of complete honesty. And then I would tell you the two in the middle, responsibility and gratitude, these two are what's going to fight that entitlement. And they are super important. All four, I believe that when you get overwhelmed with parenting and all of the things that we're supposed to address and how much do we do social media, when should my child start preschool, should I do two days a week or five days a week, when is the right age to potty train, is my child hitting the milestones, all of these overwhelming things. Take a step back, take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath. God, what is your vision for my child and my family? God, I will not give up. I will be relentless in the pursuit of this vision. And then, God, help me see what I need to be teaching. I know that my child is going to learn through observed overflow and intentional instruction. So I'm going to be very intentional. And I'm going to be aware of my overflow. And God, I know that these four principles are going to set my kid up for the best life. And maybe some of you are thinking, I have a special needs child. Well, here's your job. I have a child with, uh, who requires modifications. I have a child. Remember, every child comes to us with a special set of gifts and talents, strengths and weaknesses, likes and dislikes, abilities, and what we may call weaknesses. And God says, no, no. I put that child in your home. I've got a vision for that child's life. Your responsibility, if you have a child who maybe doesn't fit the mold of what we would call typical, your responsibility is to stay in touch with that pediatrician, stay in, touch, stay in touch with that counselor, and say, how independent can he be? How independent can she be? And you still parent toward that goal. So is it modified? Yes, because every child is unique. But authority responsibility, gratitude, and honesty will set every family up for the best life. Authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. Why do I believe that? Because I'm going to go back to Proverbs 4.23. Guard your what? Guard your heart for everything you do flows from it or for it determines the circumstances of your life. Okay, here is the course of your life. Here's the deal. Authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. And okay, I'm backing up here. I'm going to get big picture. Stay with me. God gave me these children. I'm going to embrace the job. I'm going to embrace the responsibility. I know that authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty sets my kid up for the best life now in preschool, in elementary school, in middle school, in high school, in college. Look at that behavior. What does that behavior look like? Should I discipline for this? What does it look like in the classroom, in the dorm room, in the boardroom? I get that I'm parenting him toward um, adulthood. When I sent Emily and Joseph off to college, Mac and I panicked. Have we prepared them? Have we taught them authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty? Do they know what to do if they have a flat tire? Do they know what to do if someone around them offers them this, asks them to do this? What do we do? I played out every scenario. You know what I realized? There was no possible way 
that I could think of everything they would face. There's no possible way. But I went back to this verse. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I can prepare their hearts so that they know how to respond to everything. So I knew our vision, our family statement was to raise these kids to embrace, to understand and embrace authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. Here's why. Because my job is to raise this child to be an adult to eventually have his or her own relationship with God so that one day my children go to God and say, okay, God, what is your vision for my life? You see, all that stuff that we're doing, my job is to prepare my kids to do the same thing. So if I teach Emily and Joe authority, they understand. They obey God's word. We believe that God's word is the authority. And so they understand. I obey God's word even when I don't understand. Why did Mac and I teach them to obey us even though when they didn't understand? Because then one day they would go to God and go, God, I don't understand, but I will obey. Because I know obedience leads me to the best life. So authority, that was important. Responsibility. I wanted them to go to God and say, I'm responsible for my actions. God, I'm responsible for my actions. I know that you are the authority and I will be responsible, I am responsible for creating the best life that I can live. And then gratitude, I wanted them to be grateful. I wanted them to see the gifts in their life. I wanted them to be able to God and go to God and say, God, you've got a vision for my life. You're the authority in my life. I am responsible. There are choices I can make and actions I can take to live my best life. And God, I am grateful for this life that you've given me. And I'm grateful that you have a relationship with me. I'm grateful. And then, ultimately, honesty. I wanted them to go to God and be honest and deal with the real and say, God, I have sinned. I make mistakes. See, ultimately, my goal was that Emily and Joe would learn authority, learn responsibility, learn gratitude, learn honesty, so that that is the posture with, with which they go to God. You see, there's an end game here. It's not just to have the most well-behaved teenager. And yay for you if you have that one. That rocks. But that's not the end game. Your end game is not so you have your kid gets into the best college that he can get into. That's awesome if they do, but that's not the end game. The end game is, let's go back to Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. My job is to prepare my child's heart so that ultimately he or she has his own relationship with God. Now today we have talked big picture and about what our goal is, about what our job is, about what our responsibility is, how to be aware of our observed overflow and how to be on purpose and deliberate when we get into intentional instruction. But in our next sessions, we're going to talk about exactly how and why at every age and life stage to teach these principles, authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. I will tell you this, there will be days when you want to toss in the towel. If you haven't had those days yet, I'm going to prepare you. But we are relentless and we won't let you give up. Because we know, even if you don't believe it, if you're listening or watching online and you're doubting yourself, we know that if God put that child in your home, you are exactly the mom that that child needs.
And we want to arm you with what you need to keep going. There will be days when you want to give up. There will be days when you're thinking, I've done all this and it's not working. And we're going to say, you stay at it. You can do this. Because God has a vision for you, for your marriage, for your family, and he desperately wants to share that with you. But God speaks most often in whispers. And if you want to hear him, you got to get close. And so we encourage you. Maybe you don't believe that the Bible is the authority, that the Bible is the authoritative word of God and that it transcends you know, time, it transcends whatever's going on in people's lives. We do. We want to challenge you if you don't. Then just look at it as a parenting book. And follow these principles and see. Because whether you believe that your child needs to approach God with that posture or not, you cannot argue that your child's life is not set up for the best life if they understand and embrace authority, responsibility, gratitude, and honesty. So I am super excited. I hope you've enjoyed the intro as much as I have. I know I probably, if I um, get the transcript of this, I spoke more words than I usually do because when I get excited, I talk a little faster. But I believe that this series can be a game changer for wherever you are in your life. My children are 23 and 21. I've been teaching this same uh, message for many, many years. And every time God shows me something that I need to be doing, a change that I need to make or something that I need to do a little bit differently to raise my children to be the men and women that God has created them to be. So you got this. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you that you have called us to be moms. And God, I thank you that we can come to you, not if, but when we fall short. We are grateful that you are a big God, that you fill in the gaps for us, and that you give us the strength and the stubbornness that we need to remain relentless. Thank you, God, for this calling. Thank you for this blessing. Thank you for this responsibility. You give these moms an extra measure of you today. Help them to be aware of their overflow. Help them to live on purpose because of their overflow. And show them that you are there with them and for them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen.